Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Avachas. Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Avodim, Halacha Beis. We're in the middle of the subparagraph Zion. We're up to the subparagraph Kitztoko Hubechinas Emes. Rav Nossin Zal was discussing the topic of counting Jews and the dangers involved in that, and how one of the ways that we avoid the danger is by people giving charity as a, in order to count. They counted the coins, not the heads of the people. And we started speaking about it. Rav Nossin Zal is going to continue now. Before we begin, we dedicate the learning Leila Nishmas Yentefrad Labas Rabbi Shuarye, Hareni Kapuras Mishkava, and for a complete Rafu Shalema and Yeshua for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Gitaleya Bas Frumit, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Daniel Yehoshua Ben Yentefreda Blima, Mecharochel Bas Hindaleya, Fruma Bas Genessa, Yehudas Nachama Bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchak Ben Chanarifka, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Pesia Bas Chayester, Soralea Bas Chavaliba Avram Ben Soralea, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Hillel Yisrael Ben Sora, Nechem Yizam Ben Sorafega, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlomenisa Ben Mazel Avram David Ben Chana, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Arye ben Rocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya bas Sipur Rivka, Ides bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassa, Gitganendel bas Sipur, Lebele bas Sipur, Tuvia Tzvi ben Chayaliza, Aviv Ivana bas Yuspendel, Sorocha bas Yuspendel, Yehudas Ruchama bas Chavarus, Betzalol Yechiel Michel ben Tchiachava, Nechemia ben Tchiachava, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leia, Yisrael ben Chanalea, Yelet Shishana bas Chanalea, Liana Golda bas Chanafega, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Chaim Tzvi ben Voralea, Shlema ben Rivka Sprinza, Ami ben Chai ben Yudas Gilo, Besuch Sharchel Yisrael. Rav Nosen Zal says now, Ki Tztoko hu bechinas emes. Tztoko is associated with truth. Kemuva, as is brought in the Zohar Kodesh, this is in the Zohar Kodesh Parshas Emor, where the Zohar Kodesh there speaks elaborately about the topic of Tzedakah, and one of the connections there is that Tzedakah is associated with Emes. We find that when Tomar, when Tomar was about to be taken out to be killed for having committed uh, adultery, in a sense, and Yehuda said, Tzadko mimeni. Tzadko, and the term Tzadko there means she's telling the truth. It's, it's re- related to emes. She'ikr ha-tzadko hu bebechinas emes. So Rav Zal says the essence of Tzadko is about truth. Bechinas Yaakov. Bechinas mishpatu tzadko be-Yaakov. We see the term tzedakah associated with Yaakov Avinu, who is the symbol of emes. Bechinas titein emes liyakov. Kimavur b'dev Rabbeinazal harini kaporas mishkovay b'mokam acher. As Rabbeinazal writes about this in other chapters of Likutei Moran. V'yalkein al yidei hatzedakah shehi bechinas hischabrus emes ve'emuna, and therefore 
by a person giving tzedakah, which is a combination of emes and emuna, because a person giving tzedakah shows that they believe that the money is Hashem's money, it's not mine, and they believe that they're not, get, they're not losing anything by doing this, they're actually receiving. This is one of the things that affects this connection of uniting post-creation with pre-creation. To, to merge with that oneness. Because Tzdoka is bringing together opposites. It's bringing together the wealthy person and the poor person. And Rav Nosanzal says Tzdoka unites all of the worlds and plugs them into their source, which is that oneness, the beginning. And therefore, it's by the Jewish people giving tzedakah, this is what protected them from being harmed in any way when they were being counted. So that the sitrachra, which is the concept of curse, should not be able to affect us through this counting. Because by doing it this way, by giving charity first, we're attaching the count to holiness. We're connecting it to pre-creation. That oneness. Through the charity. And then the curse, the sitrachra, is not able to get involved at all whatsoever. Because as we explained earlier, when does the sitrachra have power? The more we move away from one, the more the sitrachra takes hold. The sitrachra is many. The, the kidusha is oneness. But when we connect the counting to that one, we connect post-creation with pre-creation when it, there was all oneness then the forces of Tumah have no con- connection or attachment whatsoever and all of this was accomplished through that charity where they collected a coin for each head in counting the Jews at the time. And by doing this, they were connecting everything to the one. And especially that charity that they were giving at that time, the Machzis HaShekel, Shehoyo Bishvil Korbonois, that money was being used to bring sacrifices. Validei HaKorbonois Onu Mekarvin Umekashrin Kol HaOilomois Lishoroshan Harishon Kamuva Bezoyer HaKodesh The Zoyer HaKodesh tells us the word Korbon means to bring close. What are we bringing close? We're bringing all the worlds close to their source, to their origin, to Hashem. As the Zohar HaKadosh says, Siluka de Korbono ad Ein Soif, that the, the elevation that Korbono is cause 
they lead things to be elevated all the way up to Ein Sof, to the infinite. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in the Zohar Kodesh, in Parsh, at the end of Parshas Pikudei. Yes. Kial Yidei HaKorbon Malin HaBeheim Olobichin HaSodom Kemuva because it's brought in Holy Sforim that when a Korban is brought we're elevating the soul that's in that animal to this, from animal to human. Vazai Nichlal Smoil Biyamin and by doing that we're merging left into right. Behema ba'odam, animal into human. Venichlal achar habriya bekoidam habriya. We're merging post-creation with pre-creation. Ki achar habriya keneged koidam habriya hu bebechinas behema legabi odam. Because the comparison between what was before Hashem created and after Hashem created is like the comparison between human and animal. Because the essence of man, which is the intellect, draws from that oneness, from that high level that was before creation. Whereas the essence of animal, which is a much lower level intellect, Nimshach mebechinas achar habriya draws from post-creation. Validei hakorban nichlal hakol bebechinas kuloyechad kuloytoyev. And by bringing a korban, we're merging together everything. We're uniting everything with that oneness, with that pre-creation. Nimso, we conclude therefore. Shalidei hatstoko shel koifar nefesh shubekal gogoyles. Through this charity, which was a redemption, a type of a pidyon, which was this a, a certain amount of money for each head. That's the wording used in, in the Torah, Beka la Golgoyles, This is what protects the people that the curse, the Sidrachra, shouldn't be able to attach itself to the numbers, to the count. Because this stoka makes everything one. Because as we said before, stoka is emes. By which everything becomes one. Again, we mentioned what Rabbi Nizal says, that emes is one, sheker is many. Ki emes because the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Emes is connected to Atik. Emes is Tiferes. Tiferes is a combination of all these six spheroids of Zerampin. But the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Emes is connected to Atika. The less smaller Baha'i Atika. And over there, up there in Atika, there's no such thing as a left side. It's Kula Yamina. It's all right. As is brought in the Yidra Kadisha. So if we're telling you here that Emes is connected to Atik and Atik is all right, then Emes is also Kulo Yemin. Even though usually we say that Emes, Yaakov, is a combination of Avraham and Yitzchak, of Chesed and Gvura. Here we're being shown that Emes has a connection to Atika. 
Shubhinas Kulayechel, which is all oneness. Vizeh Bechinas Beka Lagogoilis. And this is why the Pasuk uses the wording that we're giving charity per head. Why does it mention like Gulgoilis means per skull? The Gulgoilis is the skull. She'isa Shom Bedro Kadisha, it says over there in the Zohar Kodesh, Kad Olun Bechushbana, when the Jews need to be counted, Yehoven Agar, they give a payment, they, they pay Le'atik Yoimen, to that level of Atik. Hainu Kisheyesh Cheshbana Misbar. What this tells us is that when there is a counting being done, numbers, where we're afraid that the sidrachra, which is called numbers, shouldn't be able to attach itself, we give this charity per skull, per head, and by doing this, we attach ourselves to the Gulgalta of Hashem. Shehi Bechinas Atiko. Remember, there's nothing physical about Hashem. But this is the terminology that's used when we talk about the Gulgalta, the skull. That's another term for this Atik, this highest, highest level. Bechinas Emes. Bechinas Roish Devorcho Emes. The, the beginning, the top of your words is truth. And emes being connected to roish, to the head here, to the atik. Shehi koilo yamina koilo yachad. And up there in atik, it's all right. It's all oneness. Avul kishekulo yachad, ein lahem achiza. So when there's numbers, when there's a lot, the sitrachra can have a connection. But when it's all one, when it's been plugged into that high place of oneness through the charity that was given, then the Sitrachra has no attachment and becomes nullified, null and void completely. Talking about the Tamid. The Korban Tamid is, is one of the major sacrifices that was bought from those monies, exactly. question about the connection between tzedakah and emes, the answer is that the wording in the Pasuk over there, <coughs> Yehuda used the word tzedakah mimeni. He, there, there are many other words that he could have used. The Zohar Kodesh says tzedakah emes, kshoit, that tzedakah represents truth, honesty, unahoyra dekoilo, which is the light, the total light the light of the face, the complete joy. Whereas Boishes, shame, is ksifa. Shame is rechikudikshoit, far from emes. Man de ichsif, begin de emes, de ihit stoko, is A person who becomes ashamed and embarrassed over their sins and he says again because emes which is tzedakah has become distant from this person 
then that person is distant from the, the shining face of Emes. And that's why the person is ashamed and embarrassed for their sins, because they're attached to the Sitrachra. So the Zohar HaKadoshia is making the connection between Tzadka, the word Tzadka, which is exactly the same as the word Tzedaka. Question, isn't shame a good thing? The answer is if it's being done properly, if a person is ashamed and embarrassed over their sins, that could be a kapora, a forgiveness for their sins. But the first reaction when a person commits a sin and as a result they lose this light, this divine light, this holy light of the face, and it's replaced with shame and embarrassment, I wonder if you need to say something to him. It's a person there who's got a voice that's like a boat with the windows closed and everything. You hear him screaming. Okay. Any other questions, please? Now, Rav Nosenzal takes us back to Sfira Soimer. We spoke about it before a little. Rav Nosenzal is going to make it clearer now. Paragraph Ches. V'zeh b'china Sfira Soimer k'dei lalois mitumo l'tahara al-yidei Sfira Soimer. The counting of the Oimer is taking us from when we left Egypt and we still have all of that tumor. In Egypt, we were down to minus 49. And we're using those 49 days of the Omer to cleanse ourselves. Each one of those 49 days, we're going out of one of the 49 levels of Tumor into one of the 49 levels of holiness to prepare ourselves to receive the Torah. Shehi b'chinas mispor digdusha hanichlal b'shalosheh b'chinas This is an example of a holy counting, which is all about plugging into that oneness. And it's specifically by counting that we're exiting from the Tumor and going up into purity. Because note, we're not just counting the days. We don't just say Hayom Yom Echot. We hear the word Lo Oimer or Bo Oimer. And the bringing of the Oimer of barley was also related to what we're learning about here. It was in order, this was a korban, which is also about merging post-creation with pre-creation. By the left, merging into the right. Animal to the person. Because we know that barley, the Gemara refers to as, as animal food, versus wheat, which is human food. As we discussed this many times. And by lifting up this oimer of barley to Hashem, as they did when they brought this sacrifice, and sacrificing it, we elevate and lift up the entire creation elevating it to connect it to pre-creation by lifting up this measure of barley 
which is associated with behema, which is associated with post-creation, we're elevating it to Hashem. V'alkein, achakach soifren sfira soimer sheva shabosos, and therefore, after they brought that sacrifice, that's when we count these seven weeks, these 49 days, keneged shivas yimei barashis, corresponding to the seven days of creation, in order to attach the entire creation which was done in seven days, which is the count, because as we said earlier, when did numbers begin after creation? To attach all of it to this Oimer, which is an example of connecting post-creation with pre-creation. That's what's being accomplished when we bring this sacrifice. And it's through this counting that we rise up out of the Tumor into Taharo, and through this we become purified from the tumor of the slavery that we were involved in in Egypt. In Egypt is where you had the real slavery, which from, from the Mitzrayim is one of the children of Cham, and we said Cham is the one who was cursed. Cham was cursed like the snake was cursed. Because all of this negativity, the tuma, the slavery, the orla, the pegama bris, the tuma of Egypt, the sheker, are all the result of moving away from oneness. All of these forces of Tumah are able to attach themselves when there's multiple, when there's many. And how do we sweeten that? How do we correct that? By going to the source. By counting. By counting, but a holy count. Where the counting, we're taking all the numbers and connecting them to that oneness. This holy mitzvah of counting, connecting to the Oimer, this is an example where we're going to the root of the problem and we're using it against itself. We're using the numbers, the counting, to correct the, the problem. Because we're taking all of these numbers, this whole count, which represents post-creation, and we're plugging it into the oneness. And by doing this, the Sitrachra has no connection anymore, no attachment whatsoever. Rav Nosson Zaleh's Va'ayin Oid Minyin Zelekaman Be'ilchas Simone Be'hem Avachayet Tohira Halacha Dalit, paragraph Yud Dalit. Later on in this volume on the Kutarachas, Rav Nosanzal is going to speak further about this. Paragraph Tess, 
And now we understand also why an Evid Knani gets dipped in the mikvah. He gets dipped in the mikvah and he gets a bris milah and then he takes on the mitzvahs of a woman, a Jewish woman. Because we need to take this Evid Knani out of Tuma into Tara. To take him out of the category of Sheker, which is many, bring him into Tara, and we learned earlier that the Tuma only comes into existence from Tara. Originally, when there was only oneness, there was no such thing as Tara or Tuma. It's only after creation began and there was Tara, once there's pure, there can be impure. Vishom nimtoken venetaren. And there, everything gets corrected, everything gets repaired. Vialkein kol hatvilo isheim bemei mikvah. And this explains why when we talk about dipping, we're talking about dipping into a mikvah, a gathering of water. Ki hamayim heim bebechinas koidem habriya. Because water represents pre-creation. Ki hamayim Because as Rashi points out in the beginning of Bereshis, water came before everything else. Ki hamayim chesed, yemin. Because water usually is associated with chesed, the right side. Shezer bechinas koidem abria, which is pre-creation. Vaidei shenichnosin bamayim. And by person going into water, the oil sham kol haguf, and the entire body of the person goes into the water and becomes submerged and becomes nullified to the water, becomes completely hidden in the water. Through this, the person is connecting to and plugging into pre creation. Which was all water, wall to wall water. Vazai hu bechinas kula yechon, and then that person is connecting to that oneness. Vazai nitar mikol hatumois voilamehem, and through this the person becomes purified from every type of tuma and gets out of it. Ki klal hatumois nizbatlin shom, because the majority of all different types of tuma are eliminated in the mikvah. Because again, the mikvah is an example of that oneness, that complete oneness, pre-creation. Because what gives the sitrachra power connection is based on how far we move away from one. <laughs> And therefore the Gemara tells us that when the Jews came out of Egypt and they were preparing to receive the Torah and Har Sinai, they also had to go through a circumcision and a dipping in the mikvah. Now Rav Nosenzal takes us once again into the topic of Gerim, converts, which is similar to Evid. Just like an Evid Kanani is a non-Jew, and by, by going through this procedure, he becomes connected to Judaism. He doesn't become a full Jew. becomes connected. A ger, through Mila and Tfila, actually becomes a member of the Jewish nation. 
שצורך גם כן מילה וטבילה also requires these two steps להכניה האורלה שיורה שהוא תומס אקום in order to eliminate the orla, the evil which is the tumma of the other nations כי כל הגויים ערלם because the post success in Yermia all non-Jews are referred to as ערלם כי האקום הם בבחינה שקר וישראל הם בבחינה סמס because the other nations are referred to as Sheker, the Jewish nation is referred to as Emes, we accepted the Torah, which is Emes. Kamei Shekosov, She'eris Yisroel lo yasu avel. There's a Pasuk in Sfanya, where it says <coughs> that the Jewish people will not commit wrongdoings. Wrongdoings meaning in business. A real, authentic Jew will not commit any wrongdoings, you know, any Sheker. וכמוב has his broad. ועל כן כל האקום הם נקרואים על שם הורלה. And that's why all the non-Jews are referred to are called ערלם. וכמו שם רבי סנזר, אז לגמרי says in the Dorim, שאין האורלה נקרס אלא על שם האקום. That the term אורלה refers specifically to non-Jews, idol worshippers. כי האורלה היא בבחינה שקר, בבחינה תומס האקום. ועל כן אין הגר יוכל להיכנס לקדושת ישראל כמה ידי מילות וילה. And this is why a ger cannot enter into the holiness of the Jewish nation without going through these two steps, circumcision and the dipping in the mikvah. כלידי שמעבירים האורלה, שיא השקר, because right by removing the orla, which we said represents the sheker, because again, the seal of Hashem is emes. We're told, chaysom reshlachvor is emes. And the seal of Hashem, when a bris milah is done, it reveals that seal of Hashem that's upon us. So if that's the seal of Hashem, the orla is the opposite. The orla is sheker. Through this we remove from him the impurity of non-Jew, shehiya sheker, and we create this environment of oneness, goodness, And through this, this non-Jew has the ability to enter into the holiness of the Jewish nation. And this is the significance of the dipping in the mikvah also. And this explains also why first he is circumcised and only afterwards dips in the mikvah. Because step one is remove the orla, remove the sheker. And afterwards the person can be zoichet to purity by submerging into the water pre-creation. כי כל זמן שיש בו אורלו שבחינה שקר, אינו יכול להיכולל בבחינת קודם הבריאה, שבחינת התפילה נאו. Because while he still has that אורלו attached to him, he cannot connect to that pre-creation, which is the dipping in the mikvah. Just like the Gemara speaks about a person going into the mikvah while they're holding a sheretz in their hand. He can't become pure. So here this אורלו that's attached is like this sheretz. First, remove the Orla. And 
And then, by removing the orla, he's making a connection to that emes. Then he can receive the purity by going into the water. By which he's connecting to pre-creation, that oneness. Because it's impossible to connect to that pre-creation. Meaning that post-creation should be like pre-creation. Like Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutumran, father and son being like one, kim unless the person is careful to avoid sheker. And that's what's being accomplished by removing the orla, that orla represents sheker, the opposite of emes, which is the seal of Hashem in the bris milah. Question? Question, the fact that a, a woman does not have, there's no concept of a bris mila by a woman, does that imply that a non-Jewish woman doesn't have the same connection to sheker as a non-Jewish man does because he has the orla and so she doesn't require a bris mila in order to become Jewish? The answer is, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Again, there are, cert- there are svarim, there are different svarim that will define for us more clearly the differences between a woman and a man and the requirements, the, the tikkun that the woman needs, the tikkun that the man needs, and how all of this is being accomplished. Paragraph Yud and based on this, we'll also understand why a convert must go before a bezdin of three judges, in, and, and they have to oversee the circumcision, the tefillah. And the Gemara learns this out from a gzera shava. We find the word mishpat used by gerim. And the word mishpat is used referring to a Jewish court, ma mishpat b'shloisha, just like a Jewish court requires three judges, afger at sorech shloisha. The Gemara says nevama so to a ger requires three, ki bechol mishpat v'din tzrichin shloisha, because in order to establish justice, in order for there to be a judgment, it requires three, ki ha mishpat ulachnia hasheker ulavar hoemes. Because mishpat is all about removing the sheker and bringing out the emes. That's what going to court is all about. Because one of the two is telling the truth, the other one is lying, and the judges have to be able to clarify where the truth is. Therefore, whenever there's a judgment, it's all about being machnia, defeating the sheker at its source. 
which means that the judges and everyone else has to attach themselves to that oneness. Shenichlal habriya v'koidem habriya. That oneness of the post-creation merging together with pre-creation. Bebchinas av uben kechoda, father and son being like one. Shaidei bechinazu nizbatel hasheker legamri vein loishumachizeklal. And when we achieve this, the sheker has no power at all whatsoever. Because we're all part of that oneness. This concept of connecting post-creation with pre-creation, which is accomplished through emes, by the judges being able to give a real, true, honest verdict, this is this aspect is a concept of three because it includes three different aspects which represent the existence of all the different worlds the three are right, left and middle which are found in all places that extend from this beginning. Because pre-creation, before Hashem actually brought the creation, actualized the creation, at that point there was only oneness, and we said it was all right. There was no left there whatsoever. Now, after creation, when the creation was actualized, the creation is considered like the left side compared to pre-creation. Remember, this world is called Olam HaSheker. As soon as this world came into existence, there immediately became a potential and a base from which the sitra should evolve, all evil should evolve, which is sheker and tumor. And this is what our whole focus is, what we are trying to accomplish, to defeat the sheker, and thereby enable post-creation to join together, to merge together with pre-creation, so that post-creation should be just like pre-creation, all oneness, all goodness. And then the sheker will be eliminated completely. And what we just described here, that's the third category. Bechinas emtsa, the middle. Bechinas kav hamachria, the deciding factor, which is like the compromise between the two sides. Hainu bechinas zu, shegam achar abria, achar shekvar yotza abria mikoyach alapoyel, yekol habria nechlelas bekoidum abria. We said pre-creation is right, post-creation is left. Our mission is 
to bring post-creation together with pre-creation, to join them together. We are in the middle, and our mission is to bring them both together. How? Alidei emes, through truth. And that's this middle channel, which joins together and unites right and left. Which is also the union between post creation and pre creation. And this is what the holiness of the Jewish nation is really all about. The Jewish nation is made up of right, left, center. Corresponding to Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. All of this is this three. Right, left, and the middle, which is the, the deciding factor in a sense, which is what joins right and left together. Now, therefore, when people come to court and the court has to make a judgment to eliminate the lie and, and clarify the truth, it requires three judges, which correspond to what we spoke about, right, left, center, because that's what a betin is. It's this concept of right, left, and the intermediate, the one in the middle. As the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, you cannot, you cannot have a betin of two judges because then it could be one against one and, and you have no decision. Therefore, through these three, which represent all three categories, they can achieve this, this accomplishment of merging together post-creation with pre-creation, for it to become all one. And this enables us to defeat the sheker, because he stresses again, sheker comes into existence and functions when you're far from one. Because whenever the left merges together with the right, through that intermediate, through that middle force, by doing that, we're accomplishing bringing post-creation and connecting it to pre-creation. V'yalkein ger shebo lehizgayer 
שעיקר כניסו של קדושי ישראל הוא רק על ידי שמעבירים ממנו השקר שהוא אור לו, and therefore a non-Jew now who comes to convert, where we said step one is removing the שקר from him, removing the אור לו. וקוילו לנויסי בבחינס קוידם הבריאה, and then connecting him to pre-creation על ידי הטבילה במים, by dipping him into the water, and through this he goes out of Tuma into purity, through that oneness canal. That's why there's a requirement of three people being present when this whole process is being done. Just like in a court of law, just like when we want to establish justice, because taking this non-Jew and taking him out of Sheker and bringing him into Emes, which we said is accomplished through three, that, that same process exactly is what's being done in a court of law, when we're trying to achieve justice between litigants. How? By being able to take the post-creation and connect it completely to that oneness. Because the whole attachment of Tuma to this non-Jew, to this person, was because of a distance from that oneness. But when you have a besan of three, who represent right, left, and the middle which joins them together, which we said that combination, those three have the ability to connect everything to the oneness. This allows this non-Jew to become nullified completely. And leave the category of impurity and enter into purity. And this allows this ger to enter into the holiness of the Jewish nation. Question? Yes. So it sounds to me like that the before creation and the after creation, when the duplicity came in, is an allusion back to Adam and Rishon and the God. And then the Tumah was external, the serpent came in, and then we, we ate from the Ezadah, and the Duplicity came into himself. It was external and internal. So we're never taking this gear and we're correcting him back to Adam before the sin. Is that what we're always trying to do when we're doing all these mitzvot? Yes. Yes. And now uh, an important point here. It's brought that when Adam alone existed, the snake couldn't get him. It was only after they became two, Adam and Chava, that's when the, the sheker, the achiza, was able to take hold. That's another example that in oneness, there's no ra, there's no tumah. The moment there's two or more, 
The sheker can, can be effective, can affect. And our mission, our whole mission is to take the many and make it into one. We say, here again, we have the six days of the week versus Shabbos. The six days of the week are diversity, right? Chesed, Gvura, Teferes. Right, left, center. Right, left, center. Shabbos is one. Shabbos is one. And the climax of Shabbos, Shabbos at Mincha, Ato Echod, Veshimcho Echod, Umi Kamri Yisrael Goy Echod Boratz. You, Hashem, are one. Your name is one. And there's no nation in the world like the Jewish people who are one nation in the world. That, that's what this is all about, showing this. And the way to achieve the one, the one requires a three. Two can't do it. The Gemara says a besan of two cannot establish MS, cannot establish what the truth is here. Because I say he's right and you say the other guy's right. Stuck, stalemate. You need three to get back to the oneness. And that's why a court of law requires three. That's why the process of making non-Jew into Jew requires three. Because non-Jew versus Jew is, is also like post-creation, pre-creation. But the gear seems to be getting to the status of back to Adam HaRishon based on all of this mysticism. He's joining the Jewish nation. He's, he's becoming a Jew. But most of us aren't there. Most of us are already post. Yes. And we're trying to fix yes. that. When we went through this process, when we had Mila and Tvila, we, we had a clean slate. Unfortunately, a minute afterwards, we can mess it up. The Gair also. When he goes through this process, he's completely clean, pure. Yes, please. I don't know if it's relevant. The Zukim, there's a Gemara, there's a Zohar. You mentioned uh, the concept of numbers. So I just want to know, like, Zugin, like, two is not great, but three is better. I, can, the, can the Rav just take a moment on this? If it's relevant, I don't it, know. It seems that that's the same concept, that the, the, the Gemara in Psachim of there speaks about Zugois, pairs, <clears throat> two drinks, two, the number two could be an issue, could be an issue. That one is okay and three is two is, is an issue. Could be that that's related to what we're saying here with he quoted the Gemara, Ein Besn Shokul, that two judges cannot establish the truth. Either one, you have a concept of Yochid Mumcha, you could have one rabbi who's a high enough authority that if everybody agrees to accept his opinion, he can decide the law, Yochid Mumcha, or else you need a minimum of three. I, it, it seems that that's also related to that. Interesting then that when we, when we study Torah to reveal the truth, usually it's done in a charutza, which is two. So is that in any way... And you have a spouse that's two. Yes. So the helpmate versus the... Uh, the, the there the two are joining together. But she could be a counterforce or she could be a positive support. Correct. So two could be bad and good. Exactly. Exactly. Where the two are joining together, Hashem says, count me in. A chavrusa, two people learning together to help each other, to sharpen each other, there it's, it's the two becoming one. It's the two working together to discover the emes, to, to bring out the emes. And again, you need to know that everything is relative. 
Everything is relative. Here we said that Stoka is Emes. Rabbeinus, there's 30 places in the Zohar Kashim Kudimran. Rabbeinus says Stoka is Malchus. Tzedek plus Tehei. Both are true depending on the context that you're speaking about. Paragraph Yudbeis. Vezeh Bechinas Birchas Koyanem. And now we'll understand also the blessing of the Koyanem. Kia Koyanem Hem Bechinas Yemin. Kohen is the right side. Shuhu bechinas koydem abriya, pre-creation. Umishom nimshochim kol habrochos. And that's where all blessings originate from. From that pre-creation, from that pure holiness. Ki ikrachizas haklolo hurak achrabriya. Because when did curse come into existence? Post-creation. V'yalkein aharoina koyen hoyamenef es kol halaviyim. And this is why the Torah tells us Aaron Akoyan had to lift up every single levi. Because levi is associated with tahara. We mentioned in the beginning of this halacha, v'tiharta esbanei levi, v'tiharta esalaviyim. The term tahara, which only comes into existence when you have two. That's levi, post-creation. Once you have two, it can evolve into many. Therefore, the coin had to lift up the Levim. Through that procedure, we're taking post creation and connecting it to pre creation. That oneness in order to, to remove the sitrachra, whose whole hold is when you're moving away from one. And this explains also why the Zohar Kodesh says that before the Jews were counted, they were given a bracha. There was a special blessing given to them. And also after the count. Because as we've explained throughout, counting is a concept of post-creation. Therefore it had to be preceded and followed by a birchas koyanim in order to connect everything to pre-creation. Sheshom habrocha, that's the source of blessing. So that the curse should not be able to take hold. Which attaches itself to the counting, the numbers. And this is also why the Jews had to give money, charity, per head, to connect to that gulgoyet, to the attic. And this explains also why the blessing that the Koyan can give is in threes. It's that their bracha is three sections. Yevrecha, Yisa, and, and the, the second one. We'll hold it over here for now. Questions? question here, based on what we just learned, 
it would seem that the Leviim should have been toiveled, not lifted. They should have been dipped in the mikvah. The answer is, the Leviim are Jewish. Each thing is a different category. We spoke about Evet Knani, we spoke about Ger, and now we're speaking about within the Jewish nation, within the framework of Kedusha. You have Koyen Levi Yisrael. But Levi, because he's associated with the left side, there's a potential, there's a potential for the Sitrachra attaching itself. By the Koyen lifting him up, he, he, he connected to the Koyen, to the right side. This was a connection between Koyen and Levi. That was, that's the ticken over there. You see, this is why it's so important. A person cannot use their own logic here to say, oh, they, they, this is what they did, so this is what we do. This is why we need the Torah to tell us in each and every specific case what the specific tikkun is over there. Respectfully, the Koyanim came from Levi. True. Koyanim are part of Shevet Levi, but the Koyanim were selected and, and elevated to a whole new place. How that works Kabbalistically, how do you know? The answer is, how does a guy become a Jew? How do you make chocolate? How do you make vanilla into chocolate? How do you make chocolate? Can you make chocolate into vanilla? The answer is you can, obviously. There are ways that it can be done. That from within Levi can, can come forth, you know, a Kohen, can come forth the Kohanim. We say, Bigvurais Yesha Yemino. Rabbi Nassau brings this in Likudim Ran in chapter 5 in the beginning and other places. That from within the Gevura comes forth the Chesed. I'll show you an example that comes to mind. Hashem's name for judgment, Din, is judgment. Hashem's name, Aleph, Dalit, Nun, Yud, is the Aramaic word for Din. Dino, the Malchusa Dina. The, the law of the land is the law. You must observe the law of the land. The Arizal says, so Din is judgment, red. Look what's inside of it. The Arizal says, take a look at the four letters, Aleph, Dalit, Nun, Yud, let's look at what's inside. Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei, the Lamed is inside. Dalet, Dalet Lamed Tov, another Lamed inside. Nun, Nun Vav Nun has a Vav inside. Yud, Yud Vav Dalet has a Vav inside. Lamed Lamed Vav Vav is Chesed, is Bigimatria Chesed. Showing that, here again, the, the example we give often is the apple. A red delicious apple. What color is that apple? Red, anybody can see. How much is the red? A millimeter thick. It's 99.9% whiteness. So here again, from within the Levian came forth the Koyhanim. Yeah. This is not an easy halacha. I find this halacha difficult, honestly. You know, the, the concepts here, everything here is ethereal, sort of pre-creation, post-creation, right, left, everything. This is Hashem. This is the word of Hashem. This is Torah. This is divine knowledge, divine wisdom. And, and learning this purifies us. It purifies our mind, our body, our soul. It connects us to Hashem. It does incredible things for us. Sometimes we can relate to other things more easily than we relate to this. Doesn't matter. The Torah has everything in it. You know, everything. Baruch Hashem.